0: ESPN 1420, KPEL Lafayette, ESPN 1033, K277DQ, Lafayette. A Town Square media station. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports great
1: scott the great scott show and as they head into the final furlong all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the great scott show the champion with scott prather steal the show
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome into the eight o'clock hour of the Great Scott Show. Rage of Cajun baseball. The victorious last night, seven to three over the Rice Owls. Their thirteenth road win of the season. Carson Rockefort go ahead RBI single in the seventh. Cajuns score five runs. Rally from one down and uh, take care of business over at Reckling Park, as he does each Wednesday during the season. Assistant coach Anthony Babineau joins me now. He is in Houston, obviously. He's uh, joining us via the phone line this morning. Good morning, Bab. How are you on this Wednesday?
1: Hey, Scott. Good morning. I'm doing great, man. Doing great.
0: Uh, You guys, 15 hits last night. Um, You know, Heath Hood, Kyle DeBarge. Julian Rock uh, all had three hits. Bobby Lidday playing back in Houston. He was two or three at the plate. Mention Rockford, Kemple had a couple of hits. Uh, David Christie, Austin Perrin. You know, you got a lot of different contributions from a lot of different guys. In the first game of a critical week for you guys, when you're looking at the bigger picture based on potential road wins, RPI, and then, of course, Sunbelt and what's coming up this weekend.
1: You're exactly correct. Um, critical is is a very good word because the the rest of the season is, is critical. From here on in, it's critical. It's basically, for the most part, elimination games from here on out, but we, we've been up against that barrier for a while now as far as having to win just about every game to bolster our chances and, and keep hopes alive for an at-large bid. So... The guys are focused on that. They know that. Uh, they they take on that pressure. They have played well with that pressure, and last night was no different. They responded in a big, big way. You know, we got those two runs top of the first, and kind of makes you think, okay, we're gonna we're just gonna go here. You know, we're gonna take care of business, and, and then kind of got silenced a little bit for for four to five innings there until we. I guess woke up is is the uh, is the word. Uh, not that we went to sleep. Just uh, runs were were tough to come by, and, and our bats weren't the best. Thankfully, uh, we were holding up our end of the of the deal on the pitching side of the of the ball. David did a, a really good job. You know, gave up those three runs, but for the most part pitched really well, and, and the bullpen came in and was just lights out, really. Lights out and allowed our offense to get back on track there in the 6th, I believe it was, or the 7th possibly, and and once he got back on track, he got back on track in a big way uh, against some really good arms. Rice threw some really good arms at us there at the end. Uh, A lot of velocity, some good off-speed stuff, but our guys, they were just up to the challenge. They really were. You mentioned some of the guys. You know, our, our team was they're excited about this road trip. You know, even before we left, because we've got so many teams from Houston. I mean, so, I'm Sorry, so many players from the Houston area and just Texas in general on the roster. You know, we've got a lot of family that's going to have an opportunity to watch them play this week. Uh, last night, we, I think we outnumbered the Rice fans two to one. You mentioned Julian Brock. He, he took up two thirds of the of the pass list with with names from family and friends. So. It was just a great night. Uh, It was a hot night, hot and sticky night here in Houston, uh, but a great night nonetheless.
0: Speaking of heat, um, I know that this past weekend uh, at home, you know, the turf, I mean, I've been down there bad when when it's really hot. Uh, You mentioned Julian Brock, you know, back in Texas, a lot of fans there. He played great. You needed him, Uh, but – is there, I mean, it, I, I guess I'll just ask it straight up. Is he tired? I can only imagine catching as many innings as he caught over the weekend in that heat. And now it's another busy week on the road. Like, where, where is he at? I mean, he looked good last night, but how's he doing physically, man? I, ho- I hope the young man's getting some sleep.
1: Yeah, he's getting some sleep, but he's doing great physically, really. I mean, he's a big, strong guy, you know, and he's in really good shape. That's the thing. All of our guys are in great shape. Coach James Lang does a tremendous job. Brian Davis, our trainer, they do a tremendous job of of making sure our guys are staying on top of their hydration and their food and, and eating the right things and getting enough to eat. And in the weight room, you know, we we, um, we we had a team weightlifting session yesterday morning before the game. This team. You know, we we find that they play better when we lift the day of the game. You know, there's a lot of different opinions on on should you lift on game day, should you not. This group loves to lift on game day. Now we don't get a as heavy a lift and as long a lift on a game day than we do as a non game day, but they like to get up, get going. You know, this team is a. We've had some teams in the past that you know breakfast is not mandatory they're not, they're not eating breakfast you know they're sleeping in and they'll eat lunch and, and they'll eat a good pregame meal but they're not going to eat breakfast but this group you know the coaches all are early risers and down in the restaurant for breakfast and these guys are down there with us whether it's mandatory or, or whether it's uh, eat on your own and they get up and they make sure their body is fueled correctly and They're big, they're strong, they're fast. But Julian, he's he's doing fine, Um, you know, both physically. And he had a great game last night. He really did. Just continues to marvel each and every game out there. And and like I said, I was happy for him because he had tons of family and friends being right here from Houston uh, that were in attendance last night.
0: Yeah, it it, – Game the game this season in a lot of ways it seems like it's slowed down for him um, in a good way and he's just gotten better and better as the season's gone on. Not to say that he was playing bad you know a month ago that's certainly not the case. But the tear he's been on at the plate as of late and the consistency um, you know behind the plate in 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 his position and his role just. He's been crucial in a lot of ways. And you mentioned the team lifting and the health of the team. You know, fans chat all the time about lineup changes or, you know, this today it's this one, tomorrow it might be this one, and, and analyzing it. And I talked to Coach Deggs about it, right, and he's he's always got his reasons. I guess one thing I've never asked him is how often is it we're just not playing this guy today because of rest. Is that common with this team or is the vast majority of the time, I, I know the vast majority is, is, is lineup based, right? But how often does a guy on the team this year just get that, that day of rest, not that they'd wanted, but that you guys as a staff say, okay, we need to, we need to let him we need to let them take the day off here.
1: Um, I can count that on maybe one finger, maybe
0: one finger. It doesn't happen.
1: Maybe. Not on this team. That that's what that's what I'm trying to say, yes, without saying it doesn't happen. No, um you know, you, you now when guys get pulled late in the game yeah, sure, that's- I say pulled. Pinch pinch hit for, you know. Um that's happened with Julian and some other guys, you know, if it's a comfortable lead or if we're down a a, a few runs late, you know, that that will be for Rest or you know last night uh, pinch hit for Brock late in the game um, just not wanting to take any chances with anything you know that couple guy that last guy that they threw a really good fastball and was pounding in pounding in pounding in pounding in and just didn't want to take any chances with with Julian going up there and, and a ball riding in on on his hand or his wrist or anything like that so you know pinch hit for him with with CJ a guy hitting from the uh, from the other side of the plate but no these, these guys are these guys are strong and these guys are ready to go they they want to play they love the competition they love to compete um, you know they don't they don't ever not want to play
0: Anthony Babbino our guest ESPN Lafayette the best ticket in sports talking raging cajun baseball victorious last night Against the Rice Owls. They have uh, won, let's say 10 of your last 11. Um, and, you know, do you feel like, coach, at this point, you guys are playing your best ball of the season?
1: I think we are definitely playing our best ball of the season. And the great thing about it for me and for us as a staff is we know we can be even better because there's still some situations that that we can improve on in, in some areas and not not improve on in a sense of we haven't done it yet this season but improve on as far as consistency whether it be um sometimes getting off the field with two outs uh, sometimes it's it's big pitches with two outs with two strikes or big at bats and trust me we've 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 done that, like I said, throughout the course of the season. and We've done it very well, but there's also times, you know, last night in the second inning, it hurt us a little bit. Uh, led to a couple of runs. So we know we can still get better in that area, but we definitely are playing our best baseball right now, especially offensively. You know, things are clicking for a lot of guys, and guys are hot right now. So, you know, that's good to see. But again, we we are – Um, You know, we're in a situation where we've got to continue to win. You know, we have no choice but to play like this right now. Um, If we are to have any chances of an at-large, there's the conference tournament. Obviously, conference tournament champion gets the automatic bid, but, you know, we're not counting on that. We want to be lined up for an at-large should we not win that tournament. And we know that the only way to do that is to win and to win and to win and to win, and to win again. So that's what we've got our sights set on. Uh, we've been able to do that up to this point. Now we've got to continue to do that. You know, these last, I think, what's well, eight games left in the season.
0: We're going to take a quick timeout. We'll come back more with Coach Babb. want to talk about David Christie, among a few other arms, for Louisiana. <laughs> We're talking to assistant coach Anthony Babineau right here on The Great Scott Show. This is ESPN Lafayette. We'll be right back right after this. Coulda, shoulda, and woulda. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a big skin quarter mile. Are you serious? They all play here. Coach would have put me in fourth quarter. We'd have been state champions. I'm down. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. You, my friend. I'm glad I did this test on you, the friendship test. What? You got the best seat in a house. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. <laughs> Welcome back into the Great Scott Show on a Wednesday morning. Louisiana Raging Cajun assistant coach Anthony Babineau, our guest in Houston. Louisiana victorious last night against the Rice Alves. They'll take on Rice again tonight. 6.30 first pitch, 6 o'clock pregame right here on ESPN Lafayette from Learfield. Jay Walker, Brad Topham, and then this weekend against Texas State, who sits atop the Sunbelt Conference standings who uh, has a 38 RPI Cajun's now up to 13 road wins. 15 is a good number to get to when you're looking at potential at large bids. They've got four more road games left as uh, coach Babb and I said earlier. Uh, critical is the word all the games here from here on out, but the Cajun's playing their best ball of the season, knowing they can play even better ball and, and bad part of that is guys just finding their way, finding their rhythm or adjusting to the game once the game is adjusted to them you know i i'm looking back at this past weekend and you know guys like david christie and peyton havard you know oh we hadn't seen those guys in a while and 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 they look good right uh and then coach matt Deggs tells me on monday yeah we're probably going to start dave uh, christie tomorrow night and and he starts last night and you know, he does some work, and, and Perrin went in there, and then, of course, Toyt and, and, and Bo Bonds as well in relief. But there's been – I mean, that's just the latest examples. There's been a lot of cases this year, Bab, of guys on the team who you see him, then you don't, or you see them, and maybe they struggle, and you don't see them for a while, and then they come back. and And I know that's not uncommon, but I feel like this year with this team – it seems like it's with more players than it normally is. You know, sometimes there might be one or two guys and this year I feel like we've seen it a lot.
1: Well, I don't I don't know that, that we've seen it maybe so. Maybe to, to you know, I guess people that are not in it every day. Right. You know, like like I am and that we are um but yeah, that that's things that happen, you know. Especially, well, both pitching staff and and offensively. You know, I mean, a guy will will come in and, and maybe struggle a little bit or struggle for a couple of games, and then you make a move, and somebody else gets hot, and and it's just like anything else. You go with the hot hand, right? I mean, you go with the guys that that show that they're going to be consistent and that they can, they can do it because this is a. This is a must-win deal, uh, and I'm not talking about just the stretch of the season that we're in. I'm talking about the season. It's it's a must-win deal. It's no longer. I mean, it's development. Obviously, uh, guys have to be developed, and you want them to develop to hopefully have a chance at the next level. But it's a you, you've got to you've got to do it for me because it's like I said, it's a it's a must-win league, uh, a must-win sport. Uh, college athletics so you know if a guy is showing that he's not able to do it consistently then you, you've got to go to someone else and, and when that someone else shows a little bit of consistency you keep going with that guy but what the hope is and you know you mentioned guys that possibly had an opportunity early but hadn't had one late what you hope is when, when that opportunity does come back for that, that individual that they succeed, that they do well. You know, that's what that's what David was able to do in the start last night. But he got that start last night because of what he did over the weekend in that inning that he threw over the weekend. You know, he was really lights out. But David is a guy that that just works incredibly hard. Uh, he has a great attitude. Uh, he's not obviously obviously not pleased and satisfied with the amount of time that he's gotten, but he's not, you know, making a scene about it or, or having a bad attitude or anything like that. You know, he just goes about his business works just as hard, if not harder than, than other guys on the pitching staff, you know, and it paid off for him. it usually pays off for those guys, whether it be a pitcher, whether it be a position player, the you know, guys that work that, they shut their mouth. They do what they're supposed to do. But when they have an opportunity, it usually works out for them. And um, that was the case with with David Christie uh, last night and over the weekend. You'll see a guy tonight start the game that you hadn't seen in a while as well. Tommy Ray, Tommy Ray gets the ball tonight. Uh, but that's what happens in those these weeks that you have five games. Right? It takes more people. You've got to come up with starters and sometimes guys out of the pen that haven't pitched for for a little while because of, of the amount of games. You know, for a while we've been going three games a week, weekend to weekend with with finals and uh the travel that we had, you know, the, the two weeks in between Appalachian State and Atlanta, um Georgia State. And then now you've got you know, two, two midweek games next week. You're going to have a game on Tuesday. So, you know, Tommy Ray is going to get the ball tonight. And some guys get, are going to pitch out of the pen that you probably haven't seen in a while. Cooper Rawls was up last night. Um, you know, he'll be up again tonight out of the bullpen. So uh, we need those guys to, to step up and, and, and you know, be good for us when given that opportunity. Because, we need him. it takes everyone especially this time of the
0: year yeah i remember seeing tommy ray back uh opening weekend and um he looked really good and sometimes the scouting report comes out or whatever it might be but guys looking good coming back when that number is called performing you're calling his number tonight another guy i remember watching is uh drew shiftlet how how is drew doing is he all right
1: Yeah, Drew's Drew's doing okay. He's fighting through some things, uh, you know, medically. But but he's on the he's on his he's on his way back. Good, Um, you know. So he's um, you know he's not ready to to take the mound for us. But but he's he's in a good frame of mind and and he's fighting his way back. Uh, You know, nothing life threatening, obviously, but just going through some things. but he's got the support of the team behind him and and hopefully he'll be back for
0: us uh, at some point. Are you guys, I I know there's always going to be a few things here, there, but do you feel like you guys overall are are pretty healthy considering it's this late of the season? Yes,
1: I do. Uh, I really do. We've got no, got no major injuries uh, to speak of bumps and bruises, obviously like every team this time of the year. Uh, But we are, we are a healthy bunch, Scott. We
0: are. Well, you know, I, I'm I'm going back to something you referenced earlier, and that being James Lang, the assistant director of athletic performance for Olympic sports. You referenced him earlier when you were talking about, uh, you know, getting the lifts in on game day, the strength of the team, not getting tired, being in great shape. For those that just see the name James Lang and the title next to it, take us behind the curtain about what he actually does for this team and how important it is.
1: Well, as you mentioned, he's our he's our strength training coach, and he's a guy that's with our he's with our team in the way Any any time we go in the weight room, whether it be as a team, whether it be as a pitcher or pitchers individually after after they throw, he's with us twenty four seven. He's with us on the road. He's here this week, and it just means so much to our team. You know, he, he's keeping us keeping us hydrated. He, he, you know, throughout the throughout the game in the dugout, whether it be the first game or where it's freezing cold or these games here lately where it's really hot. You know, when guys come off the field, he's bringing them, whether it be a cup of water, uh, a cup of, of protein that, that he's mixed, a shake, you know, making him drink, making him stay hydrated throughout the game. He really does a great job of, of tending to that. As does Brian, uh, our athletic trainer. You know, James is on the strength side. Brian is on the athletic training side. They really, they really do a great job of, of keeping our guys strong and healthy and and ready to go.
0: Anthony Babino, our guest, ESPN Lafayette Best Ticket in Sports. Uh, looking ahead to tonight and beyond, what are the challenges for a coach on the second game of a midweek? Uh, sec- second game of a, of a week right midweek game when you have the pivotal weekend series coming up against Texas State and you want to win all the games uh, especially right we use the word critical where you guys are now but you're also trying not to lose any games this weekend with what you do tonight what's the approach like in a situation like this it, I, I'm guessing it's a little different at this point in the season maybe than it is early in the season but how does the approach change in a two in a five game week for game two of the midweek game when you guys have um, you know I mean so much on the line here moving forward?
1: Well, I think the only approach that changes is some of the personnel that you may use on the pitching side of you know position player wise. Uh, the day lineup hasn't come out yet. It usually comes out early in the morning and it hasn't come out yet, but I got to believe it's going to be the same guys. Um, you know, because these guys, they love to compete. And, and this is a time of year where it's it's really fun. Yes, I know it's hot. And I know it's the second game of a, of a five game week. And <clears throat> it's a non conference game. But <clears throat> really and truly, we talked when we got on the bus, and, and I made the comment I'm like, Gosh, dog, I'm, I'm glad we won this game. And, you know, the reply was, it, it's no different really than Friday night. I mean, every game is Friday night because for the most part, I know you can argue back and forth of, um, about this would be a little more important because of the RPI and, and um, the tier that it's in when it comes to the RPI and, and all that stuff is true. I understand all that, but, in reality last night's game was no different than the game that's going to be played on Friday tonight's no different than Saturday they're just they're all equally important and you have to focus on them that way and you have to approach them that way and you have to just go play i mean like i said it's a it's a fun time of year where school is finished so they do they do not have to worry about the academic side of things that's a huge pressure off of these guys. It's just baseball. And there's a lot of guys on this team that aspire to play professional baseball. And if you want to play professional baseball, this is, this is what it is. I mean, you wake up, you eat, you practice, you play, you sleep, you get up the next day and you do it again. And uh, that's, that's the schedule that is being presented to us right now, especially with this road trip, you know, the seven day road trip. And, We'll have a day off in between on Thursday, but it's going to be travel involved and get to another city, check into another hotel, play three days, travel back home, day off Monday, play Tuesday, day off for light practice uh, Wednesday, and then hook it up again Thursday, Friday, Saturday, day off Sunday, travel Monday, play Wednesday. So th- this is this is the time of year where, where if, if – if you're serious about what you're doing, which we are, obviously that's the history of this program, the history of the players that are in this program, then and this is what you live for. This is the, the time of the year you you want to be in. This is the time of year you you thrive in. So, really, the approach is is no different. It's going to be no different tonight as it was last night.
0: It um I I I, w- I can say this for sure. Um, about this year's team. They've had no issues embracing the grind. You know, it's been one of the personalities of this team. So, busy week, a lot of travel, critical games. It it, it seems like par for the core, but it seems like something that uh, this team, I guess in some cases, thrives on a lot of times. Bad, maybe not every single time, but it does seem like when you guys have had to respond in a big way, your team has consistently done it this year, and you know, uh, you got a game tonight and then this weekend, a chance to win, what, an eighth straight conference series? And looking at the RPI, you're looking at the conference standings, so much on the line here. I know for you, having been in the game a long time, when you could play games this meaningful in May, you, uh, you'll you usually sign off on that before the season if I gave it to you.
1: <laughs> Every single time, Scotty. Every single time, um, I'll sign up for that. Uh, that's been the case. Throughout my career, man, it's uh, it's fun. It really is, and and that's what you get in it for, man. You you don't get in it just for just for a few games, and and be, uh, because you love the sport. I mean, you get in it because you obviously love the sport, but you love the the competition, and you love the postseason and what it means. And you know, I've been very fortunate, uh, you know, to be a part of this this program and this. Uh, this athletic department in this school for so many years and and to have you know, more often than not, this time of the year has meant something it really has, and not just this time of the year, beginning of May, but the end of May and early June has meant something more often than not. so uh, just just a great time of year uh, having a blast with it as as the entire coaching staff is. Uh, and this team is, they really are. You mentioned it earlier about how this team kind of embraces each other and, and embraces the situation that they're in. And they really do. It's remarkable to see. It's a remarkable group of young men. Uh, they they know how to play well together. They play for each other. They're, they're very, very close, very, very tight. And, and, look, trust me, they know what's at stake. It's not like we keep it from them because – They're able to handle it. They're able to handle the fact that they're in elimination games every night out. Um, They're able to handle the, the RPI talk that we give them. They're able to handle the fact that we're playing someone that has a really, really bad RPI. And we have to take care of this game. They can handle all that. They can handle the fact that we're going into Texas state and, They've got almost forty wins and a great RPI, and we have a chance to catch them in the league standings. They they understand all that, they can handle all that. They seem to, to thrive off of that kind of information. They take it, they use it, and, and they they go and do something about it. So it's a great team to coach. It's a really great team, a great group of young men to be around.
0: I know when we talk next week, you'll uh, you'll officially be. One year older, and uh, I know what you want for your birthday, and that's to be playing in the month of June. Anthony Babineau has been our guest at Tony Bab sixteen on Twitter. Though, do you? I mean, you hadn't been on Twitter in a while. Do you still scour it every now and then, or did you just get rid of the app?
1: No, I did not get rid of the app. I scour. You uh, just you don't, don't tweet. I don't. Tw- I don't tweet a lot. Uh, I really don't. Uh, you know, when when notifications come up that. Um, Either our, our baseball account, you know, was tagged, or, or I was tagged. Obviously, I read it and you know get a lot of information uh, from Twitter, whether it be about players or just news in general. Uh, you know, I uh, scroll through, but I don't don't necessarily tweet things out per se. Haven't done that in a while.
0: So uh, yeah, we're not we're not getting get obviously uh, sure, but yeah. We're not going to get a Top Gun Maverick uh, Twitter review from you, though, once you go to see it. Are you are you as jacked to see that maybe after the season ends as, as Coach Deggs is? Because I remember when he first got here, he said his favorite movie was Top Gun, and I told him they're making a sequel, and he didn't believe me. Uh, and now, you know, I'm, I'm playing the audio of the previews for him on the air, and he's he's dropping lines from the original. I mean, he's I know he's in baseball mode, but I, I do know there's a part of him that's really, really jacked about Top Gun Maverick.
1: I'm gonna have to mention that to him. I did see. I didn't know that about um, him being that fired up about it, but I did see that uh, there was gonna be a sequel come out. I saw um, the uh, advertisement for it. I guess so. Um, yeah, gonna gonna look forward to that. That was a great great movie. Uh, one of the best of all time, no doubt. I think a lot of a lot of folks would say
0: that. Hopefully they don't uh, mess it up with this sequel 36 years later. But um, it looks pretty good, man. I think I I have confidence they're not going to screw this up. But, you know, when we were young, I don't think we ever would have thought, yeah, they're going to come out with remakes and sequels and comic book movies all the time when we're older. But that's that's pretty much all Hollywood does these days for the most part. I mean, I I don't get to the movies much with young kids, but I feel like I need to make some time for Top Gun Maverick this summer.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, I think I'll, I'll probably partake in, in that viewing as well. Um,
0: so, but no Twitter review, no, no, nothing, no tweets afterwards from Bab or maybe, maybe you just break no. the silence one time. <laughs> maybe I can break the silence <laughs> one right. time, but uh, all right, that that's, won't a, that's a, in the future. i right? Twitter review. Yeah, I, I know, I know. You guys have uh, a lot of work that you're worried about right now and that you're taking care of on the diamond last night. Louisiana victorious over Rice, seven to three taking on the owls again tonight and then texas state this weekend you can hear louisiana versus rice tonight right here six o'clock pregame six thirty first first pitch and then this weekend over on Newstalk 96.5 KPL, six o'clock on friday four o'clock on saturday one o'clock on sunday pregame 30 minutes prior and uh, that is all from learfield jay walker and brad topham last thing babin i'll let you run you mentioned this team you know um really loving one another and you know, sticking together, uh, Brad Toppin and I were, were, were texting about this. I never, I, I don't remember a baseball team that hugs as much as this one. I mean, I, I feel like these guys' arms might get tired, not from throwing and batting, but a lot of hugs going, which I, I, I'm a hugger. I got nothing against it, but it feels like this year's team, they, they, um, they embrace one another with hugs maybe more than any team I can remember.
1: Well, they do, um, You know, I think uh, hugging—hugging—is a little more common uh, these days. Hug it out. You know, not just—not just, yeah, with us, but you see that with a lot of a lot of teams. You know, uh, on the on the men's side, all the obviously the high fives and the 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 fist bumps and the the dap ups and and that's still still all part of the game. But uh, you know, hugging is is more embraced. It really is, and our guys are no different, man. Um, just a, a sign of, sign of affection, a sign of congrats, a sign of, um, really victory and, and, and triumph. It really is. So, yeah, this this team, I guess you, you can say, is a group of huggers. It really is. You know, I'll take it though. Um, we see a lot of hugging going on. That's that's really good. That's usually a, that's usually a good thing.
0: Now this so, um, this it's to be clear you this isn't can, a, uh, can hug all they want this isn't an invitation for everybody that that goes to see Louisiana and Nichols next Tuesday this isn't an invitation for you to go hug coach Babino I mean if you know him maybe but make sure you you know don't just walk up to him if he doesn't know you and give him a big hug I mean a birthday hug
1: hey man know? and it's it, I mean if you do, I don't know you, hey, that's fine, too. Okay. That's all right. fine. Too.
0: Birthday hugs are welcome Love next for all. week.
1: <laughs> Love for all. Hey, birthday hugs. Yeah, man. That's, uh, yeah, that's crazy. When we talk next, 51. Wow. Thought it's, I'd never get to 50, but that happened last year, and here we are, 51. But it's great, man. It's great. I feel great. Uh, I believe I'm healthy. At least that's what my doctor says. So we'll keep plugging along. Just Getting the older, number. Scott. ER. Older. Not older. ER old. at the end. Remember. That's Remember, right. I've told you that before. Always put E-R at the end of it.
0: Older, not old. No doubt about it. 51 Absolutely. and young. Absolutely. Coach Bab has been our guest. Appreciate you taking the time, man. We'll be, uh, we'll be listening tonight. Safe travels uh, to San Marcos later on as well. And uh, look forward to chatting with you next week, my friend. All right, Scott. Thanks, my man. Have a great day. You got it. This is Anthony Babineau, Louisiana Raging Cajun assistant coach, friend of the program, Raging Cajun lifer. A lot of good Info.